0: Hey everybody, this is Steve Gibson, Sam Pro, and I'm Ryan Berger. And on this week's episode of Distinctly Digital and Modern Recruiting Podcast, we're going to talk about what makes a great recruiting website. So it's only taken us how many episodes to get to really one of the major cores of our business and talk about recruiting websites?
1: Uh, what is this episode? This is eight. eight? eight. This episode yeah. eight. Okay. So we've we've
0: we've hit on a lot of things.
1: There's a lot of elements of being distinctly digital,
0: R- right? Well, I mean, and an SEO is there's a big part. That's a big part of what makes a great recruiting website. It you It be able to be found. Yeah. Um but some of the things we want to talk about today is is the elements and aspects of of making sure that you make a great first impression and that uh, potential clients and candidates view as a very credible recruiting firm.
1: You know, Steve, there's a uh, there's a quote out there that I had heard oh, by yeah? someone not too famous. Oh, okay. It said a great website doesn't make you a credible recruiter,
0: but you won't be credible without one. Wow. That's pretty profound. I think that deserves some of that music that we talk about when we have mm. a, a, a share, a shared thought.
1: Wah, wah, wah music. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: but, but it's a very true statement.
1: It is. And we've, we've said this before and we'll say it again. People will judge you um, on your first impressions. And that is your, that's on social, that's on your website. That's everything.
0: Yeah. And it's really a split second. Uh, especially when we're talking about a website, we have just a few seconds to make that impression And then if we don't, they turn around and go back to where they came from, or they go to the other two or three recruiters that reached out to them that week or who they were referred to. It's just, it's so important to make sure that that website represents the depth of your organization.
2: Well, even on websites that people want to be on, they don't spend much time on. I mean, two minutes is a long time to be on a website. Oh, yeah. So if you're not making a great first impression, you know, right off the bat, you're not, you're not going to have even 30 seconds of of people on there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: You know, it's, there's so many things that go into this, Um, you know, and it's not necessarily the size of your logo. (laughs) No, <laughs> that, that that matters here. It's how, it's you, how you use it. It's definitely it's how you use it. Um, and that, that's, that's uh, an inside joke because we hear so much that that we want our the size of our logo to be bigger. The logo do you, needs to be bigger. Can you make that logo bigger? Can you guys yeah, just just beat that up a little bit? And it's like Lord Farquhar's castle and Shrek. Right. Exactly. People are going to see it if it's laid out properly in the right design. But ultimately, we don't want them to just continue to focus on our logo. I mean, there's going to be visibility there, brand recognition. Of course, those are things you're developing when they come to your website. But but ultimately, we want them to get into that messaging. We want to draw them in with some great images, graphics, and bold statements to be able to qualify and tell them quickly who you are and what you do as a firm and as an organization. Because if we don't, again, within that short amount of time that we have, they're not going to dive in deeper or continue scrolling through the rest of that website to be engaged in your brand and what you offer. And whether we f- like it or not, in today's world, it's very easy to go do a Google search and find to find organizations like yours. oh yeah, like ours mm-hmm. um, you know people have choices now and and once we start kind of igniting, so maybe it is somebody that's referred to you. Maybe it is somebody that, that you reached out to and you, and they weren't actively looking for an opportunity or they're not actively looking for a firm to help them find the right type of candidates. Something magical happens when you reach out to them and they start to to get very active. Mm -hmm. I know recruiters have experienced this when they say, hey, Ryan, are you currently interviewing anywhere else uh, before I present you to this opportunity? Oh, no, I'm not at all, Steve. Great. Well, I'll get you submitted and we'll get interviews set up. Well, they go through that process and all of a sudden, you know, they get down to the offer stage and you find out, well. Ryan has two or three other interviews he wants to see out first now because something was ignited in and he's like, oh, I want to find out more about different opportunities now. I'm ready to go look. And the same thing happens when when companies are looking to engage a company or an organization for a particular service, a service being recruiting. They will begin to become more active and start looking for for different types of companies. And ultimately, they're going to call it companies that they feel like look professional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're gonna look for. I hate to use the word credibility when that's clearly what we're talking about, but they want to make sure that you are a real company and not some scammer. You um, provided them accurate information, and
0: well, accurate information. Here's a big pet peeve of mine. Um, And maybe it's because I'm always trying to call you as recruiters (gasps) to to market to you about my service. (laughs) Yes, um, have your contact information available and easy to find. You know, it, it blows my mind how difficult it is to find some recruiting firms information to reach out to them and call them. Mm-hmm. And I get it, you know, you know, the, here's the whole, the, 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 reason behind it probably in a lot of ways is that you don't want candidates calling you and wasting your time because they're not the right fit for a role. And I get yeah. it. You're so too many people can call and reach out about an opportunity where they're, they're looking to be a project manager and they've, they're currently managing the dollar general down the store and they're not a great fit for it. Um, uh, so, and, and I, so I understand that, but, but it still needs to be available because if we deter anybody from being able to reach out, even if it's somebody that you've, again, you've reached out to and they go, they're on your website and they want to find who you are and they get a phone call in that moment and they lose that window, then they're never going to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it needs to be there and available for them to be able to reach out,
1: I mean, think about how hard it is to just get anyone to make a phone call. These days. Right. Like if they have to search too long to find a way to contact you, that's gone. They're not doing it.
2: Well, and how much of, of this industry recruiting as a whole is built on picking up the phone and calling so much, you know, no matter how many tools we have in this industry, it's still about communication. Right. And so you shouldn't make it any more difficult than it needs to be. For people to get in contact with
0: you. Well, you guys have probably heard me say this a thousand times. It's about building relationships. A website is (laughs) is, no matter how much money you spend on it, you could spend a million dollars on your website and invest everything you have into it. And it could be the most perfect, wonderful, beautiful website in the world. But ultimately, they're not going to come there if they're a client and, and be ready to sign a fee agreement. Ready to engage you. Uh, it's just they're not, and if they're a candidate, they're not even going to be ready. Even if they apply, they're not going to be ready to accept a position. You have to build trust. You have to build a relationship with them. You have to have a conversation. And so, everything that we do with our website should facilitate some sort of action to be able to get us on the phone with them so we can have conversations and be able to determine whether or not we should be a wonderful partner for them and we can help them grow their organization or if we can help them further their career and they can trust us with one of the most stressful moments. And in any individual's life is switching that jobs and changing jobs. They rank it just below a loved one dying, um, and then even relocating your own home, and moving is right underneath changing your jobs. And so, you know, it takes a lot of of trust for a an individual to 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 rely on a firm or recruiter to be able to help them in that transition in their life. And so if our website doesn't doesn't come off as a trustworthy or credible source with information that's readily available for them to reach out to us a picture of who we are information that demonstrates our expertise it really it limits us on on the amount of i believe the conversations that we get to have with those prospective clients and candidates agreed <laughs> did i just did i just Take all your guys' thoughts away.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, basically,
2: yeah. I mean, you said it all. I mean, because I I, I was just thinking about you said those three things, and at any point, those most stressful situations. You know, one, if you're talking to a recruiter, and obviously you're ready to change that your position, you're ready to make a, a step in your career. That could be happening at the same time as relocation. A lot of times relocation is a part of the job.
0: Tons, yeah. Uh,
2: Or or it could be happening at the same time as the loss of a loved one. Yeah. So building that trust and and establishing and building those connections and relationships is so crucial, especially in this people forward industry.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's. And that's what makes uh, uh, recruiting, and I know I'm speaking to recruiters on this, hopefully, if we have our algorithm set up properly to be able to target the right type of audience. If if, if not, this is a recruiting podcast. I'm sorry. I don't know how you got here if you're not a recruiter, (laughs) but leave now. (laughs) Or stick around. Or stick around. Stick around. Sure. Maybe
2: maybe I'm being a little, little exclusive there. Sam's saying people should leave, uh, but, but,
0: <laughs> but ultimately, you know, the process of recruiting is one of the most difficult pro- sales processes there is. You have you you're trying to sell a company to a group of to a, to a specific candidate, you're trying to sell a candidate to a company. All the while trying to ma- manage and balance your involvement within that and help them along both way and be able to be considered of both parties and, and all the ups and downs and the, the length of that process. It's, it can be very, very difficult and very stressful for everybody involved if it's not handled properly. So we don't want a website to, to make that any harder. We don't want it to stand in your way. We want it to be something that, that helps make that easier makes that conversation smoother. And that's what marketing is all about anyway, is just Ooh. being in front of the people and they know, oh, I think I've heard of you before. It's like that billboard you see in your hometown where you see a banker. Like, why do I need to see this guy, mm-hmm. banker? Then one day you meet this guy, like, oh, I feel like I know you. Yeah, you feel, yeah. Uh,
2: That's happened to me all the time working marketing positions where I see photos of people or I use photos of people and I feel like I know them. And then I meet them for the first time and I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know me at all, but I feel like I know your whole story. You've seen your family. I've seen
0: like being way too familiar. Oh, how's Kevin? And he's like, I I, I don't know about Kevin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you know my daughter's hamster's name? (laughs) Uh, But with that, building upon that. It's important to be able to find that contact information, but it's also important for your site as a whole to be easy to use. There's that whole user experience uh, portion of UX UI. Like if you have a website that's convoluted and it takes many, many clicks to get to simple things,
0: Maybe rethink about uh, your layout. Well, yeah, don't bog it down with unnecessary information. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things that we see coming from just the the websites of yesterday in, in the recruiting industry is just information for information's sake. It seems important. You know, you ever seen a big book? Big books are important. They're important. They're important. There's a lot of words in those books. Oh yeah. And, and so that's kind of bled over from uh, uh from from the analog world to the digital world with websites and more information is just uh it's just it seems it seems special or important, but it's not if the case. All you're doing is distracting people. So I have a certain criteria that I that I that I, I say, and, and and again, this may not be hundred percent correct from uh the way that everyone says it, but I think it stands pretty, pretty solid, is that the website, page, and information and content website should serve one of two purposes. It should one should educate uh, the potential client or candidate on your expertise, um, your knowledge in the industry, and, and get them to a place of action. Uh, and then two, it should drive them in or should dr- should drive them in from an SEO perspective so they can find you and make you more visible. It should serve one of those two purposes. Sometimes it doesn't serve both. Uh, ideally, it does serve both, but if it doesn't serve one of those two purposes, what is it doing on your website? And so, those are some things that we want to make sure that when we talk about content and page structure and user user experience and the layout of that website, it, you know, are is, it our, is our content and is our page structure and is it following kind of those thoughts?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, are you going in with a clearly defined goal? Sure, you know, because it, it goes back to anything we do, whether it's marketing, whether it's websites, is what do you want this to do, and if it's not going towards that. And in this case with the website, education or SEO, then what's the point?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you might have a really, really awesome like story that you want to tell, but it doesn't necessarily need its own page on your website. Um, aside from, you know, your your company's history or your about. Well, and that's what a, a blog is for,
0: too. Yeah. It allows you to be able to be a little bit more expansive. You can be a little bit more liberal on something like that. You don't want to share a, a great anecdote, a story that happened to you. and. And utilize that, and then again, like our last episode, put that on on LinkedIn and engage through there. That's great. It's wonderful. Um, so th- that's why it's important to be able to 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 think about your audiences when we talk about content and the organizational structure of your website as a whole. You know, so many people when I when I call them and talk to them, Steve, I don't need a website. You know, I, I don't need candidates to apply. Well, well, my question is: is the website only for candidates? Shouldn't be? No, not at all. It, it needs to be for both audiences, multiple audiences. Um, and, and even when we look looked at the structure and organization of our website with the content and the messaging that's there, we should consider that from a page hierarchy perspective. If it's more client driven, the information and calls to action for clients should be more pre- prevalent on that homepage. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing from a candidate perspective or vice versa. If it's more about candidates applying, if you are more of a, maybe you have more of a contract staffing or, or attempt to hire type of business, you want to get more candidates apply and seeing those opportunities, then we need to think about ways to get our candidates applying to those roles quickly. And so maybe that information needs to be more uh, uh, upfront and, and in their face and, and learning how to balance that out from the organizational structure of the content that's being presented on your website. Does that's that make great. sense? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah it, you have to think about not just who, <sighs> you can't just lo- look at your website and say, well, I know where everything is. I know what's all on here. You're not looking at your site. You have to think, who do you want to be on your site and where are they going to look? Um, Not everyone is going to scroll all the way to the footer to find all your contact information. You should probably have a contact page. Um, Not everyone is going to read through every paragraph on your about page to find out what industries you service, you should probably have that somewhere on the
0: homepage. Right. And this is where things like uh, multiple redundancies are, are key within a website. You know, just because you say it some in some way on the homepage doesn't mean you shouldn't say it in a different way uh, on, a, on another page of the website. Yeah. Uh, there's there's got to be ways to do this.
2: Well, if you're
0: a medical recruiter,
2: you don't want to say it once and then I never see on your site again, that you're a medical recruiter. Cause it's like, are you, are you really? Or are you just saying that to, to maybe get SEO points?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, And even highlighting, and, and this is where back to the credibility aspect of it. You know, if you have a, a, a website that's old, if you have a website that is out of date, if you have a website that may be new, but still sloppy, If it's not a great website, it's going to then not be able to articulate the expertise that you bring to the table. And if we're not utilizing that space and investing in it to show our expertise, so having a page, if we do work in multiple verticals, even one vertical, having a page that's dedicated to speaking to our expertise in that particular area of focus and going into depth about that there, really demonstrating the knowledge and understanding and grasp that we have to be able to help clients and candidates within that area. I think we're, we're missing out on opportunities within that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we've seen with different um different clients that they work in just a certain portion of an industry, you know? Um an oncology uh recruiter that only works through the clinical trial portion. Right. They have nothing to do with sales, they have nothing to do with the pharmaceutical like they they only do up to a certain point. If you are in, you know, the oncology medication sales uh, they're not the person for you. Yeah. But you need to know that. And it needs to be on the website. And it needs to be clear and understandable.
0: Right. And, and I know recruiters as recruiters, we're not wanting to waste our time. And, and these things help us not waste our time. If we're, if you're doing a, a good job of, of displaying this information and articulating it properly through the right kind of messaging and layout of our website, it, it limits the amount of people that are reaching out to you that, that shouldn't be.
2: Well, it's, it's one of those things that And I'm formulating this thought as I'm speaking, so it's probably not going to be great. But it's one of those things that you have to pay attention to the details in order to to achieve the big picture. But you also have to
0: keep in mind that big picture while you're going through those details. Right. If that makes sense at all. No, it does. Yeah. And and even, you know, when we talk about that information that's there, you know, one of the things that that we see on traditional sites from staffing and recruiting firms is you have a client's page and you have a candidate's page. And that client's page, you know, references your process and how you work with those clients and what you're going to do and what they should expect and how, you know, your firm does this and does that. And same thing with candidates. This is what you should expect when working with us and how we're going to work through that process. And it's good information. Um, in a lot of ways, it can potentially be too much information. And when we talk about real estate available on our website, you know, I, I ask the question, Now, are those things important? Do they set you apart? Are you doing anything that's really that's going to that's going to really separate you from the other recruiting firms that uh, that their their visit websites that they're visiting when it goes into their process? Because ultimately, recruiters, when we talk about I know there's there's so many small things that you do that are different than the other firms. A lot of intangibles. Uh, There's a lot of uh, the ability to be able to 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 have a understanding of who an individual is and what makes them a great candidate or what makes that company a great client or great company for that candidate. And having that that just kind of intuitiveness uh, and how to make those things come together and match and what that looks like and what that means uh, is some are things that really cannot be explained. In, in content, um, there are things that, that can be felt when you talk about it passionately and when you're having a dialogue or conversation with them. But if we're using our website to, to put that information in there that then maybe sounds the same as every other firm, it could be extremely important to be able to make sure that we are able to engage with, with them from our expertise of our industries balancing out those important pages and what that looks like is, is extremely important.
1: Um, I do have a question for you um, as the person who, you know, sells websites to our clients. Um, you talk about the important real estate there. What's an average size of a website? What are those important pages that should be there? Um, and then of course you can build upon them depending on the depth of your firm or the size or franchises, et cetera.
0: Right. So you, the staples that absolutely 100% need to be there are your homepage, of course. Um, you're about us. Um, a, I, I think in some way, shape or form, an expertise page of some sorts. Uh, and then um, a contact us. Those are your absolute musts. Because I don't think you necessarily even have to post jobs um, if you are a recruiter that doesn't actively post a ton of opportunities.
1: OK, I was just curious because, you know, we, we have talked in the past about um, how it's uh, you try to make the most out of what you have, but you don't want it to be cluttered. Like we just talked about that here. But in other episodes, we've you know talked about building up the amount of pages you have through SEO and, oh. and things like that. But I, right. I was just curious.
0: Well, and, and that's what like your, you're like, if baseline, if you need or if you're just getting started, that's what you need. Now, if you're going to be a little bit more expansive and, you know, go into a little bit more depth about those niches or sub niches of those verticals. I think that's important to do. Having a blog, again, I think is important to do. But if we're talking like bare minimum. You know, that's something you don't absolutely need if you're just looking to start and get exist and have a great looking presence. Now. You're looking to expand your SEO visibility, engage more with clients, engage more with candidates. A blog is 100 necessary yeah. as you're as you're doing that because it gives you the opportunity, as we talked about already, to be a little bit more liberal in the information you're producing, and a little bit more finite in 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 the details and, and things that you are wanting to cover. And so that's where all that comes in. Um, but and there's really no hard or fast rule on on what makes sense. It just depends on who your firm is, where you are in your evolution, what's the audience you're serving. Um, who are the clients and candidates that we're trying to reach out to? And then what information makes you different and unique? And okay. being able to, to bring those things together is what makes a great website.
2: It's kind of like what you, know, you guys sat down and had a conversation with uh, Jeff Gibson from the James Allen companies. And, and he talked about uh, how, you know, you can have all this great technology and it definitely helps. But the recruiting fundamentals are the same. Yeah, it's still built on relationships. It's still about you know, connecting with people, and and so it's that same sense of a website where you know you have these things that you need, like you said, the homepage, the expertise, contact, that kind of stuff, and then there's more you can do from there. But you need to at least make sure you have your fundamentals, your your base needs of the site before you expand.
0: Yeah, and, and um, again, we could be the, the best, and we. Well, maybe we are the best marketing firm in the industry. I, I don't, don't see why we, would, we wouldn't be. Before, well, I mean, at least to us three in the room, we yeah. are. Um, the one
1: that sells it, the two that do it? I think so. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> not, biased, not biased at all. If we just no. if we do a LinkedIn poll right now, us three would answer that the recruitment yes, website absolutely. is the best in the oh, industry,
2: yeah. and then we're going to close the
0: poll. Hundred percent, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. But y- y- even if we were, you still you still have to go out and recruit. You still have to go and and build the relationship. You still have to provide th- that client with a candidate. Um, so you know nothing replaces having a good grasp and understanding of this industry. And uh, you know, I've talked about the statement that I've heard before that I hate is that you're a content producer first before you're a recruiter. It's garbage. It's not true. You are a recruiter. Recruiter first, you can you can have the ability to produce content um, and utilize that to its fullest extent. But at the end of the day, you still got to find the right people.
2: You're not sitting there eight, nine, ten hours a day making content, right? You know that's why people like Sam and I are here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we do for a living. Yeah. Your job is to to recruit, to fill positions, to to help your clients and and those prospective candidates.
1: I mean, it is a miracle when we make a placement. Yeah. It is. We are We are content producers first. Recruiters very last. At least I'm speaking. Well, you've never.
0: Re- you never I'm not a recruiter. recruiter. No. <laughs> <gain> <laughs> recruiter no. I, I have, have never recruited. Now, The funny thing is, though, so one thing that we have all, all of our people do is read books on on the fundamentals of recruiting when they come in here. Um, they dive into it a little bit. We have conversations, obviously, every day with great recruiters, but but we even have them dive into some of the kind of the classic trainers within the industry just to get a good grasp of what it is that you guys go through every single day. Um, and I think that's important to know. And, and part of the things that makes us different is when we're producing information, this content for our clients and working with them on a regular basis is that we myself, I worked at Desk for seven years. Jeff uh, in our office worked at Desk for nine actually were recruiters mm-hmm. um but the other ones in our in our offices are actually know about the process and the business and i think uh, yeah i think you guys could probably go and work a desk if you needed to yeah
2: i think we're, so we're yeah. at the point we've studied haven't practiced
0: right exactly you know, right yeah right you basically just haven't sat and taken your boards yet and we're are ready to yeah. go we're
1: long-time listeners first-time callers <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. right.
0: exactly and so so being able to 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 understand who our audience is and um, the information and the content that needing be to be produced is we look through kind of what what a a checklist of our credibility is and knowing kind of some things to follow I think it's important to do and and we've actually created a little checklist that we'll include in the in the write up and blurb of this podcast that you guys can go through and to be able to to look into so. Go ahead and, and take some time to to view that checklist um, that we put in the in the in the uh, write up of the art of this blog. Of, what, this is this? Show what is this? Notes. What is this? The, uh, description description the of the podcast? Yeah, Gosh, we're, okay. We're it's in like I've been interrupted like four times from mailmen and various other employees in the midst of this re- <laughs> recording. I, just, I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> so, this is live. Uh, oh, of course. Um, <laughs> if, oh. My. <laughs> so, you know, there, it, it's a it's a basic checklist. I think it, I think there's the, all of these are all things that you can kind of look at your own website with and weigh against and, and see if, if you're meeting these guidelines. But, but ultimately, we don't want this to be something that it, where your website stands in the way of you being able to build those relationships, because that is going to be the key of, of you being able to grow and be successful in what you do for yourself, for your recruiting team and, and how your business is going to develop and, and transition over the next however many years you plan on being in the business, which is hopefully forever. Yeah, Um,
1: it's 10 quick things to look through and, you know, check against what you've got. Maybe you your goal for later this year is to redo your website or create your first website. You can take this checklist and use it as a starting point for what you want. You can build upon kind of your wish list, your to use to use the uh, the phrase your. Ten thousand foot view. And you can start looking at it for what you want it to be, not what it is.
0: Yeah, I think we should get a little more finite. Maybe that thousand foot view though. I think is you No, know, the ten thousand foot, foot view. <laughs> well guys, there's more than one way to skin it. And so- <laughs> <laughs> they're making fun of all the different phrases that I say on sales calls all the time because they have, they're next to my office, And so they hear it. And I use office generous, generously. They they hear me say a lot of these things all the time. But but as you're as you're going through this, if you want to have a conversation, um, it makes sense to reach out. You know, the, these are things that we help uh, potential clients even go through during our my conversations with them is is determining things like sitemap, the structure, who the important audience is, who our expertise is, and and as you have conversations about this stuff, things start to come to mind that you would have never thought of, and so it can be important to just have a dialogue about this. And we're always here to be able to have that kind of dialogue. But, um, you know, as always follow us on our different social media accounts.
1: Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn. It's a popular one for recruiters and uh, recruiters websites. Uh, we also, if you visit our website, recruiterswebsites.com, you'll find our blog page where we have a bunch of articles we've written, including this one, uh, The Checklist for Website Credibility. Uh, you can also find our podcast page. So if this is the first episode you're listening to, hello. And if it is your eighth episode, what's up?
0: A little more casual with that eighth episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Familiar now. Oh know. yeah,
1: they've gotten to know us.
0: Yeah, of course. But uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we'll look forward to, to speaking again next time.